Well, we've certainly heard those verses about God is the potter and us is the clay, or we've sung them. And I don't know about you, but I always assumed I pretty much knew what this meant. I had a basic understanding of how pottery was made. I mean, I've seen ghosts twice, so <laughs> I had this down, right? Um, you know, so the potter takes the big chunk of clay, puts it on the wheel, spins it around under her hands for a little while, and then the wheel stops and you have a beautiful piece of pottery. That's all there is to it. Well, then I started actually doing pottery and realized that there's a whole lot more to it than my earlier understanding. And one of the things this did is open up for me what a really amazing, great metaphor this is for the relationship between Christians and God. So what I'd like to do today is to go through the steps required to turn a lump of clay into a pottery vessel, like a, a mug or a bowl, um, using a pottery wheel, and see what this teaches us about how we as Christians are molded into vessels for use by God. So the very first step you do is called wedging. And it looks kind of like kneading the clay. And the object here is to make the clay consistent and to remove any holes that are hidden inside the clay where you might not see them. So you keep working the clay until it's the same throughout and it's all aligned in the same direction. Well, obviously as Christians, we need to look inside ourselves to make sure that we are consistent and allow God to keep working at us where we find issues or gaps. Are we generous at church, but maybe not so much at work or at home? Are we kind to our neighbors, but not the waiter? Are there empty areas inside us where we don't let God in or that we're not aligned to God? That's which. The next one is centering. And centering is just what it sounds like. So for pottery, centering is to get the clay right in the middle of the wheel and well-rounded. For Christians, obviously, the goal is to be centered on God and well-rounded in our Christian walk. Now, this is probably the most important step when it comes to pottery, because if you get the clay off-centered in the beginning, all the rest of the steps are going to be harder or even impossible um, because they're not consistently in contact with the potter's hands. So if it's uncentered, the vessel is going to be lopsided, uneven, it can't grow very big without collapsing like these two lovely things that I created at some point. <laughs> yeah, that can happen. Centering is very important. So for both pottery and Christians, if you're not correctly centered, it's extremely difficult for the potter to grow and shape the vessel into something useful. And the more off-centered it is, the harder it's going to be to get a good outcome. Fortunately, God is a much better potter than I am and can work with improperly centered Christians much better than I can manage to work with improperly centered clay. The next step is opening, which is the last foundational step. This is where you quite literally, I mean, you've got that discus of uh, clay, and you're going to create an opening to receive the potter's hands. So without an opening, the clay can be flattened down. That's easy, but it's much harder to lift it up. Um, the piece could become a plate on which something can be placed, but not an open vessel into which something can be poured. And when you first try to open the clay, it kind of resists this action. So you have to actually pull fairly hard to get it started. 
but with patience and constant pressure, the opening is created. As Christians, it is imperative that we open ourselves to God and allow God access to our inner being if we're going to grow. Speaking of growth, the next step is when we finally get to start growing this piece of pottery, um, which for some odd reason I'd love to understand at some point is called pulling when you don't do any pulling at all. It's really squeezing. So if you see that um, opening there, really what you're doing is the potter puts one hand inside the vessel and the other hand on the outside and then squeezes the two together as you pull up your hands. So that causes the, the clay to grow upward. Pressure is growth. It's obviously critical that this is balanced. If you push too hard on the outside, you'll either collapse it over or push your fingers through and then the same problem if you're pushing too hard on the outside. So this is a really hard step to learn and the potter has to carefully control the amount of pressure and the speed of the growth. If they're too fast, you may end up with something that's uneven and where it will develop weak spots, just like happens with us. If you're too slow, the clay may lose flexibility and then it's never going to achieve the growth that it could have had. As Christians, this pressure is often uncomfortable or even painful, but it's critical for us to obtain the growth necessary to achieve the design that God intends for us. The next step is called shaping. Now, up until this point, the potter really has been focused on growth. And pretty much any vessel you make is going to have essentially the same shape up until you get to this, this step. So uh, until you start shaping, a lot of times it's hard to actually see what the purpose for this vessel is. You know, it all just looks like a big cylinder at this point. But now the potter focuses on giving the vessel its unique shape, specific to the purpose that that piece is going to be put to. This is also done by applying pressure, but this time the pressure is targeted to the area where this specific piece needs growth. So if you're making a bowl, which is what this is, then the top is going to be bigger than the bottom, so you're going to put pressure on the top. If you're making a bud base, you want the bottom to be bigger, so that's going to be a completely different pressure that you apply. I would say, I think this is the most exciting phase, both for pottery, but also for Christian growth, because you start to be able to see what the purpose is. You see the uniqueness developing. You see its individual beauty start to come forward. You know, it, as Christians, we require to shaping to be in the right form to fulfill whatever calling God has intended for our lives. You know, as you shape, you, you begin to see, oh, I think this one could be a pastor, or this one a teacher, or maybe that one over there is going to be a great evangelist. You might notice that he's developing mercy as a gift, and she's developing leadership. It kind of always comes in that shaping phase. But like the growth phase, shaping isn't always fun when you're growing through it, right? You feel this pressure forcing you in new directions, but you can't see the reason yet, and it's, it's uncomfortable, and it, you may feel that you want to resist it. But it, it's critical that we trust the potter and that we're willing to give ourselves into the potter's hands and allow the potter to shape us in the image that you know of, of where we're supposed to grow and where we're going next. 
So up until this point, now you have pretty much the final shape for what's going to happen. But there's a couple of risky steps that happen from here. The, the next one I call releasing, which is when you're trying to get the piece of pottery off of the wheel. <laughs> that sounds easy, right? No, not, not so much. Um, ideally, you get a thin layer of water underneath the piece, and that allows the potter to gently direct the vessel off of the wheel to move it into the next phase. And when this happens that way, the vessel is undamaged by the experience, and it remains beautifully shaped as when you finish the last step. But the problem is, the clay has grown attached to the wheel, and you'll not want to let go so that you can move it. For me, the clay always clings so tightly that at least a, it gets at least a little banged up while I'm trying to get it off of the wheel um, so that I can move it to the next phase. Um, as you can see in that piece, those big dents, those are my thumbs trying to get it off of the wheel. So does this sound familiar? I mean, as Christians, how much more smoothly would things go? How much pain and damage would we save ourselves if we learned not to cling so tightly to where we are, and instead to put ourselves in the potter's hands and allow ourselves to be moved to where the potter wants us next. And then the final step I'm going to talk about today is called trimming. This is another one of those risky steps. And this step can't be done too soon. We can't rush this. The clay needs time to strengthen after it's been shaped before you start trimming it. And trimming really consists of three main activities. The first one is to rub out or to remove the rough spots. So even if you've got a great shape, there are always some parts that need to be smoothed out. If you're talking about a piece of clay, it could be fingerprints that you've left on it that you want to burnish off. Or for example, for a Christian, maybe a, a preacher could benefit from adapting his style to when he's talking with children. But there's always some amount of smoothing out that can be done after you shape. The second activity is really just making it more attractive. So maybe you're carving in the clay or something like that. And depending on its intended use, the vessel might need to be attractive or it might not matter. If you're making a calendar, it doesn't really have to be pretty to do its job, but if you're making a vase and you want people to use it, it's probably gotta look nice. In the same way as we go through our Christian walk, being attractive may be more important for some of us than others. It may be important for an evangelist to be smoothly polished, and that may be more important than for a teacher, say. And then the last trimming activity is to remove the excess, and that's really the main point here. When you get done shaping a vessel, there is always going to be excess material that's unneeded for that vessel to fulfill its purpose. And removing it helps keep the vessel from being weighed down and potentially harder to use. Now, trimming is one of the hardest parts to learn because there is a strong temptation to stop when there's still a whole lot left to be done because you don't want to push it too far. And I think we do this in our Christian walk as well. Um, no, I don't, I don't need to let that go or I don't need to put that down. I'm sure I can hang on to this idol and everything's going to be just fine. Uh, but fortunately, God keeps trimming us until we're perfect, if we allow it. So I talked about the steps needed to make either a ceramic or a Christian vessel, but what resources are needed? Obviously, you need clay and a potter. 
that part was clear to me even back when I only had the ghost knowledge. But there are three other things that are important as well. And the first one I think gets overlooked a lot. Um, and that's external force. Uh, for pottery, this is the centrifugal, which I say wrong every time, force of the spinning wheel that pushes the clay outward while it's being shaped by the potter. And God uses the forces of the world around us when growing and shaping us as Christians. And we need to see this as a good thing and not a bad thing. That's part of our growth. The potter has to balance the internal pressure that's being put to bear with the external pressures on the vessel for it to be successfully molded. Now, isolating ourselves away from the pressures of the secular world limits the vessel that we can become, and we should embrace that instead. The second really key thing is water. Oh my goodness, water is important for pottery. Without it, the clay is stiff and inflexible, and when we try to shape it, it just cracks or breaks. And similarly, the living water of Christ is absolutely required for Christians, providing the spiritual sustenance and even the salvation that we require, which is one reason why regular worship is so important to us. And then the final thing is work. For a vessel to be successfully crafted, it must be worked by the potter's hands. If the clay just sits there and you keep adding more water to it, over time it's going to become saturated. And without being worked, it will become weak and it will no longer be able to support growth. And in the case of clay, eventually it will just dissolve. It's critical that there's a right balance of water and work. Clearly, as Christians, we don't dissolve. But we're also not intended to for living water to be poured into us constantly without us in turn pouring it out for others. Without being worked by the potter over time, we too will become weak and unable to support any growth. That's why service work is so critical for us so that we can remain strong and useful vessels for God. And the final thing I want to talk about for a moment is a couple of key differences between pottery and Christians. I hope this has convinced you that there are some similarities, but there are a few things that are very different. Um, one of which is that pottery reaches a point where it can no longer be changed. You can destroy it, but you can't put it into a different shape once it's been, been hardened and fired. But God never stops molding us. At any time, God's purpose for us can change, and that might require God to, to grow us in a new area or trim off an old area. Um, and sometimes it might even be necessary to flatten us down completely and then build us up again for a totally new purpose. The other big difference is that the clay has to respond to the potter. There will be times that it seems like the, pot, the clay has a mind of its own and is not cooperating with the potter, but at the end of the day, it really has no choice about what's going to happen to it. As Christians, we do have free will. We do have choices and we must be willing clay. If we choose that we want to become perfect and useful vessels that God designed each of us to be, we must invite God in to fill all the parts of our lives and to become our center. We must open ourselves to God to allow him to grow us and shape us. We must be willing to let God trim off the dead weight that's holding us back, even when it's painful. We must receive God's love, but also work to pour it out for others. 
or we can choose to resist the potter. God will still love us and will still find a use for us, even if we insist on remaining unbalanced, misshapen, or incomplete. God will love us even if we insist on remaining just a big blob of clay. The choice is ours. Praise be to God. Amen. Amen.